0: to the Crimson Circle, to our monthly shout. We're here in beautiful Louisville, Colorado, in the Crimson Circle studio, which was built by all of the wonderful Chambra. Glad that you could be here with us, whether you're listening in on Blog Talk Radio, the crimsoncircle.com website, or you're really wild and crazy and you are actually watching video on the Crimson Circle website. Either way, welcome. We have people listening and watching literally from all over the world. It's an astounding creation. Thank you for being here. And a big thanks to our studio audience, always here in love and support of all of us. And as you can see, the handsome Jeffrey Hoppe is sitting here ready and prepared to channel Adamus Saint-Germain. He went out of his way to match Adamus' standard in dress today, as you can see. Yes, yeah, baby. yes, yes.
1: I'm trying to go into channel here.
0: And you can see he's appropriately distracted. But nothing can stop Jeff when Adamus is ready and he's ready. So before we go into this, let's clap for Jeff.
2: I'm trying to go into channel. Thank you.
0: Come on! So, with that, this is that time where Jeff, as you can observe, makes that shift and allows this connection, this flow, this interaction with Adamus, Adamas Saint-Germain. The energies shift and Jeff and Adamas come together working in a very interesting way to experience and observe. So, I invite each of us to take the deep and conscious breath. Adamus, time and time again, reminds us to take the deep and conscious breath. The really good deep breath, that breath that you can hear, you can feel it. And you can feel the energies flowing through your body with each breath. It's that time of allowing, the breath in this now moment. So I invite you to please take the good deep breath. And as you feel this shift with Jeff and Adamus, I invite you to listen to this music that's going to play. It's about life, celebrating life, living life. So breathe with it and allow it. Breathe and feel into this now moment, breathe.
1: I am Adamus of sovereign domain. Welcome, dear Jean Brault. Ah, as if on cue, magical, <laughs> intuitive. Yay! Gracias. Thank you. Mm. Uh, could I get a hint of vanilla in there? <laughs> vanilla. From <I'm> where? <wet. laughs> uh, your back pocket, the local store. It doesn't. Please don't. Uh, uh, my dear friends, um, <laughs> at least at least you can smile and laugh. Uh, and I'll, I'm telling you the end here in the beginning. But when you can't laugh about it anymore, when you can't smile about it, it it's it's a lost cause. Mm. It, it truly is. Then this whole thing of being in the midst of a true psychosis uh, <laughs> uh, it, it is. Suddenly you're trapped in the reality. It's no longer just a game. Oh, and how many of you know people who can't laugh about life? They can't. Uh, They they take it so damn seriously, they can't smile and laugh and have their eyes shine. Uh, not, Not you, not any of you, but how many people do you know, friends and relatives? Oh, they're so trapped in this psychosis of life, and life is truly become a psychosis for so many people. I'll get to that later, but for now, welcome to our sacred gathering. And I have to ask, why is it that the word sacred is so close to the word scared? <laughs> <laughs> Transposed to simple letters and we have scared. Why is it that it's just as scary as it is sacred? Mm. It is scary. Because you're going outside of the norm. You're going outside of all the training, outside of all the rules. You're going outside of everything you're told is normal, because, quite simply, you can't stand normal anymore. You can't. You know there is something more, and there is, but how to get there? How to get there? there is the big question. You know that you're in your everyday life, uh, that you've had it. You're done with it. You know that there's something more. You're becoming so disimpassioned, so worn down, run down – I'm just (laughs) feeling your energies – so sick of it all. You don't want to die, but you don't really want to live anymore. Not like that. That's why Actually, you can still laugh. You know there's more. You can joke about it, because you know it's one big psychotic illusion. And it is. Oh, I'm going I'm to piss some people off today. It might be you. <laughs> yes, uh, intentionally, premeditated pissing off, PPP, premeditated pissing off. new? I'm going to do it a little better today than I've been doing it in the past. I'm going to do it a little bit more. A little premeditated pissing off, because A, that's what you need, B, that's what you want, and C, that's what I like doing. (laughs) So we're there. I'm going to say some things that are not going to go over too well outside of our Chambra family around the world. Oh. I'm going to be taken (laughs) out of context, uh, perverted and distorted and everything else. But, for everybody now who's going to send in the emails later, you already know there is going to be some truth in what I say. That's <sighs> wh- why it's going to <laughs> I think we need a pre-recorded applause, laughter, everything else. We're getting <laughs> sighing over here. Oh, anxiety, angst. What is he going to do today? I'm going to do what you want me to do and what you want to do. Break through. <laughs> you're
0: clapping now. Now you're clapping. <laughs> so
1: I tell you right now, I'm going to say a few things that are going to be taken out of context, but, but my friends, there is a bit – oh, there's a lot – of truth in all of it, in all of it. Before we go any further, too, I'd like to also, uh, if Pete willing, that I talk a bit about his crossing over, because several things happened, and, and Pete is right here. I'm not talking behind his dead body <laughs> It's funny. Okay. Piss off number one. Oh, he's talking about dead people. You're all going to die. Get o- Laugh about it. Pete did when he crossed over. He had made a semi-conscious decision a little while back, saying that he truly wanted to work with each and every one of you, all of you. How could he be in the best service? He looked at his life, he looked at his age, he looked at his body, uh, his ancestral body, and he said, I can best work and help Chambra from the other side. He said that in spite of all that we've talked about with the embodied enlightenment, he didn't feel that was for him, and that's fine. N- you don't have to choose it. It's not, it's not actually a goal. He said, it's not for me. I'm ready. And Pete was not afraid of death, Uh, what little fear there was. um, He he was able to go beyond that. And so very quietly he crossed over. And the important thing is that the true crossing over occurred four days before his physical body died. It's not when your physical body goes uh, that you're dead, you've crossed over. The crossover occurs before then, even in the case of nearly all what you'd call catastrophic accidents, even in the case of violence, war, things like that. There is a knowingness from the soul that its human condition is going to terminate that expression before it happens. Many people dream of their own deaths before they die. I'm not talking about the ones where you're falling, falling, falling into the ground, but they in a sense, rehearse the death before they die. Yeah. It gives them um, kind of a a knowingness, a comfort when they finally do go over, not all the details, but just the true crossing over. So Pete left four days before his body died. Imagine what it's like for Pete, uh, who's got a big smile on his face, looking at the body and saying, go, go, be done, out, gone. And here, to his frustrations, the doctors were trying to revive the body. Doctors were trying to figure out what's wrong, and of course they couldn't, because there was nothing really wrong, per se. It was just Pete's time. The family gathered around and expressed some vague and uh, insincere tears, uh, which … Piss off day! Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Okay. Time for a little honesty here. How many of you have been to a funeral and had the crocodile tears that were not terribly sincere? How many of you know other people who have gone to a funeral and just a week or two prior to the death of the person, we're talking about what a son of a bitch they were? (gasps) And they go to the funeral, oh, oh, oh. so. It didn't. It didn't alarm Pete in particular. It wasn't a big deal. He had already. He had already gone <laughs> beyond so many of the family connections. Already gone beyond. But it's a strange thing to watch. And I'm telling you this. It's kind of surreal because uh, some of you have already had a, kind of an experience with it. But it's strange watching yourself. I don't want to say you're looking down. That's kind of a human precept, but. You're just kind of there and you're kind of not. You're kind of in the room, but you're kind of not, Like in a way like Pete is here today, but he's also with me on the other side, kind of in both. And and the doctors, boom, 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 banging on your chest and sticking needles in you and you're like, just let me go. And the family gathered around with the tears, but really, uh, let's be honest, uh, wondering about the will. (laughs) Edith, it's true. It's going to happen. You know, that's what humans do. <laughs> but what about the will? So <laughs> … Mm. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. Good. So, uh, so, Pete, looking down, really just uh, almost impatient, waiting for the body to release when it uh, … and even before it did, coming to the other side and realizing this is more of reality than that. On the other side, Uh, of course, I was there. Uh, Of course, other chambra who have gone before in these past eight, ten years in particular, gone before to do the very same thing, to be there, to be there for other Shaumbra who are going to go into their embodied enlightenment, to be there because it is difficult to stay here. Pete will tell you that right away. It is very difficult. And there's no shame whatsoever in going to the other side. There's no real pain in death, if any of you have been fearing it. There's no bad. It's not like uh, Pete feels incomplete at all. He feels very, very complete. And he realizes that um, where he is now is not about ascension. Uh, He may never come back for another lifetime. Doesn't need to. It's not about ascension. It's actually really not about enlightenment, kind of not. It's about just being in the I Am. And Pete, tremendously happy right now on both sides of the veil, here to be here for each and every one of you who chooses to stay. And if you don't, if you don't, there's no shame in it. Pete was tremendously relieved of the physical body. His body was a a chore for him, as it is for so many of you. But more than anything, Pete was relieved of being free of so many of the limitations of the human mind. Now, the human mind does not die or leave when the being departs. And actually, even when the body dies, the, the physical body stops. The mind actually, the human portion of the consciousness, the human mind actually continues on for a while. It doesn't integrate right away uh, unless a person is quite conscious. Uh, It takes a little while. Pete was surprised that even after the the body died that the mind was still there, still chattering away. And he's like, well, the body is dead. Shouldn't the mind, shouldn't the thoughts stop? No, they can continue. For Pete, just a few days. For others, years. Many years afterwards. For all of you. For all of you. It, it, it will be easy, the, the mind stuff will stop right away, because you're coming to understand something called consciousness. One of the … Pete had several interesting interesting things to say, and he would like to come by the shouts quite often, actually. but. One of the things he realized, and it was quite profound, he said, live life to the fullest or, or leave. Absolutely, live it to the fullest. And he realized on crossing over that one of the things that he did in his life was hold back – all humans do to various degrees – live it to the fullest, live it with without holding back. Live it like, uh, like you saw in this beautiful video. That's, that's life. That's life. No holding back. It doesn't matter, Pete told me. It doesn't matter what other people think about you. It really doesn't, because their, their judgments are meaningless, and anything they think about you is based on their definition of what they think they should be and what you should be live life to the absolute fullest. Crazy, if that's what others call it. It doesn't matter. Irresponsible, meaning irresponsible to other people. Responsible to self, but irresponsible irregardless of other people. Live it to the fullest or leave. And he asked me to point this out today, because he left. He knew he wasn't living it to his fullest and he didn't feel physically or financially that he could, so he left and was happy that he did, happy that he didn't drag it out for another, what, five, ten, twenty years. Live your life to its absolute fullest or leave. Now that's a tough one because most people are going to say, well, I'll try. I'll, I'll just try and I'll keep going. As, as Pete observed right away, that's pathetic. It's pathetic when you keep going in the same old ways, even when you know better. It's pathetic when you're afraid to live fully. It's pathetic when you live small, when you live little. Live at full or, or leave, exactly as he did, or leave, because ultimately you're only frustrating yourself and ultimately you're basically in a way, really judging yourself when you're living falsely, when you're living small. And that's where the scared and sacred comes in. What you're doing is sacred. It really is. But it's scary, and that's the thing maybe you weren't expecting when you got into all of this. It's scary because your body feels different at times. You wonder what's happening to it, and for Chambra in particular, about Ninety-nine percent of what's happening to your body are adjustments into a higher state of consciousness. Not that you're sick – or you'll get sick – but it's, um, it's a type of releasing and cleansing. And I know it feels awful. You feel like it, sometimes you're going to die. You get going in your mind, what's wrong with me? What have I done wrong? Nothing. It's an adjustment. And if you do, depart. Your body gives out on you. No, the only thing that's going to happen is you're going to die, and you're going to die anyway. So let's laugh about that. <laughs> yeah. ah, tough group. <laughs> ah, when you can laugh about death, <laughs> really your problems are over with. But it's scary because even beyond the physical death, it's scarier what's going on up here. Mm. The body. Uh, is actually easier to deal with than what's going on up here, and things start changing and they get weird and it's disorienting and it's frightening and you're wondering if you're doing the right thing and and, it's, and it, you, 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 you feel like you're actually getting paranoid. Uh, you're really not, uh, but you feel like you are and you feel like all your thoughts are crazy. None of the organization in the mind, the controls, none of the old tricks work anymore. And then it feels desperate, feels very desperate. What are you going to do? Of course, what you try to do is to go back, to go backwards, go back to what you were doing before and you know it doesn't work. You know it doesn't work. Then you feel like you're in this dark abyss, a void with nothing, and in you are. That's a tough spot to be in. It's a really difficult spot, but that's when you get to know yourself the best. Not yourself as in your human persona, but that's when you get to know the I Am. That's when you discover, like Pete did, I exist. Even in this nothingness, I exist. That's it. So sacred, yes, scary, very, very, and the interesting thing is you are a tough group because you keep asking for more (laughs) and you keep laughing. Two of you laughed. (laughs) You keep (laughs) asking for more. It's a tough one, my friends, but we're going to have a little talk in a couple of months. I think uh, I mentioned in a few shouts back that February 14th we're going to talk and say, where are we? How are you in your allowing of the Realization of enlightenment, and I use those words very carefully – allowing realization. It's not working at it. It is not working at it. Your human self cannot and should not try to do it. It is allowing. And how you struggle with it, how you work at it, how you toil with it, and how frustrated you get, it's about allowing it. It sounds simple, but it's tricky. Because it requires trust, letting go, allowing. Allowing what? You'll find out. You'll find out. So, let's take a good deep breath with that. I have a question. We need a writing board up here, Linda, on the microphone. It's my best time when Uh-oh. we do questions and answers with Shambram. Uh-oh. Yes. I know you just love to sit and listen to me, but I want to get your input. So, a good deep breath. The question is, as Linda's prepared with microphone, a microphone, and, and I asked for no macchio answers here. Uh, by the way, that's one of the other things Pete mentioned as soon as he crossed over, uh, was, oh, I had a lot of Machio. And it's like, really, Pete? <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, and actually, he said one of the greatest things you could do is realize your own macchio and laugh at it. R- realize your own Machio. Okay, question. What is the biggest thing you worry about in your everyday human life as a human? The biggest thing you worry about in your, would you mind writing these? Uh, in your everyday human life, that, the, the worry that takes up so much time and obsession in your everyday human life.
0: And happy birthday, Andy.
1: Happy birthday, Andy. <laughs>
2: Thank
1: happy you. birthday. And many more to come.
2: What, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Are you channeling Pete? <laughs> what do you worry about the most? Your, as your human self, everyday life, what do you worry about the most?
2: I unfortunately worry about the well-being of others and I'm coming to the realization yeah. I need to concern myself with yeah. myself.
1: Okay. Worrying about others. Well, And uh, how much of your time do you spend worrying about others? Uh, Half or more. Whew! Ouch! (laughs) There goes another good life, (laughs) worrying about others. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Hmm, Houston, we have a problem. Uh, Okay, good. Uh, Just give me um, me your gut feel. Why do you do this?
2: I felt I had to save the world. From what? It's turning out I need to save it for me.
1: (laughs) Good. I'm going to give you a little help on this one. Uh, A lot of time spent worrying about others. Uh, Great distraction for yourself. I'm going to worry about the world. For what? I don't know. I'm going to worry about the world so I can distract myself from me. Ooh, it's actually a brilliant creative distraction. Uh, How much have you helped the world by all the worrying? Not a bit. <laughs> You're right. How much have you hindered it?
2: Uh, I think there's maybe been some nah, times not I have done Not a bit. Not a bit. That? No. Not it okay? has no, no effect you. whatsoever. Thank you.
1: Yes. Yes. Get rid of the guilt, yeah. at least. Uh. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, guilt, or or one would say, geez, that was a lot of time, and, and it went nowhere. So it could be a guilt in that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, but let's say, um, what is the, what is the one. Little thing you allow yourself to obsess with about yourself. What do you worry about when you take that little bit of time to worry about you? What do you worry about?
2: My joy in the future. Okay. And by doing that, I, of course, I eliminate it in the present.
1: <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I'm ahead. learning. No, I'm it, learning. It's kind of fun. <laughs> Yeah. When you realize it, you know, when you can laugh at it, it's kind of fun. It's like, oh, man, look what I'm doing, worrying about the joy in the future, so I have none now. future never comes. I have no joy. I'll worry about other people instead. (laughs) Wow. Very well. Yeah. Yeah. No, and and once you realize it, it's actually a lot of fun, because suddenly you're not caught in it anymore. Yeah. Then it's just a game.
2: And then things start happening. They do.
1: Good. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. Good. Next, what do you worry about the most in your everyday human life? What do you worry about the most? And by the way, we're going to end with Pete. Uh, He he wants to share his insights. You know you die and suddenly you're a philosopher, (laughs) you know? (laughs) He's laughing. Go ahead. What do you worry about the most?
3: Can I have two answers? (laughs)
1: <laughs> you can have eight if you want in it's early um, covering.
3: Health and money.
1: Health and money. Oh, good. Good. Um, how much of your time do you spend worrying about your health?
3: Pretty good amount.
1: How much money are you spending on a things lot. To a <laughs> lot? Now we've got a money problem. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how this works out, health and money. What's really going on here? I'm
3: uh, distracting myself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. From, for, uh, why?
3: Because it's scary.
1: Your health or the distraction?
3: Living. Yeah. Going through did. this process.
1: Yeah. i, I got to ask you, about your, what do you worry about your health? I mean, w- what about your health would cause you to worry? Are you sick? No.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> See how much sense this makes. Well, have I you have ever been really, 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 really sick? I mean, like going to die tomorrow is kind of sick? No. Flus, colds? Well, occasionally. Yeah, 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 occasionally. Yeah. Uh, um, chicken pox, measles.
3: Probably.
1: Yeah. Any uh, sexually – no, I won't quit. that. <laughs> no. uh, so, you're telling me that you've never really had any major health issues. Your family uh, – is there a lot of health issues in your family? Some of them have, Not mental, yeah. physical. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But anything uh, that really stands out more, MS. Th- more than others – MS. MS. Yeah. Okay. Do you have MS? No. Okay. Good. So, you're spending all this time obsessing on it. And it's costing a lot of money. And then you've got to keep working at something you really don't want to be doing to make money, to pay for the helps of sessions so you don't yes. go broke. Do you realize that this does not make sense?
3: Well, I've had a lot of body stuff over the last five years, a lot of nerve pain and stuff like that, but it's not like I've had cancer. What have the or doctors
1: anything? said about your nerve pain? They
3: never know what's going oh,
1: Jeez, <laughs> am I psychic. Uh, what's happening, Jane?
3: Ascension symptoms? Sure. Like my foot. For the last two and a half years, my, my foot hurts. Yeah. And no matter what I do, it just.
1: Keeps it, it just without thinking, what does a foot relate to? Moving Symbolically. Moving
3: forward. Yes, I know. Doing what? Moving forward.
1: Moving forward. Just being on the earth, being grounded. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, stabilized. Uh, The soul. Yeah. So, so you got this whole thing going. It's an interesting game, if you don't mind me saying that. Maybe I'll piss you off, but it's an interesting game. You want to get out. Yes. I know that. We talk. Yes. But you don't know how to. Yes. Okay. Today we're going to go into it, but you're not going to believe it. Uh, Today we're going. We're all going to experience how to get out. We're going to go into this whole time space bond beyond. Uh, You're not going to believe it at first. Okay. And, And and. most of you won't but then you'll start to realize oh crap if that's the only door I'm going to take it if that's the only way beyond I'm going to take that way even if it appears it's a one-way street going the wrong direction even if it appears that you go through that doorway and it's just going to lead you to go crazy but what is crazy uh, what is crazy it's well, I'll get into that in a moment it really pissed people off okay absolutely I can tell you this right now – I'm going to look you in the eye, it's dark over there, so I've got to get the lighting, you know – there is nothing physically wrong with you. There's just a, a few minor uh, weird imbalances, but th- they're the kind that adjust themselves. There's How? nothing. Pardon?
3: <laughs> How do they adjust themselves?
1: You let them. You'll allow the body to adjust. It does. The body is smarter than the mind. The body is smarter than the mind. So you just allow. There's always things going wrong with one's body from the day they're born till the day they die. There's something in the process of being adjusted. There's uh, chemical levels, uh, electromagnetic levels, there's imbalances between the organs. You shut up, you let them get in back in balance and they do. They do automatically. It's it's the beauty of the body. But you've got to be able to allow, and that's frightening because it's like, well, if you're not. You know, watching over Mm -hmm. all of it. You know what what could go wrong. Mm
4: -hmm. Well, actually, it's
1: only when you are watching over it that things go wrong, and you go broke, and you take all these. Every time one of these piss off statements. Every time you take supplements. Every time you go to uh, get obsessed with an external therapy other than some body work which you all need, massage your your kind of work. Other than that, every time you do this. You take the pills, you, you, you go to these weird therapies, you drink crystal water and all the rest of this crap. You're telling your body you don't trust it. And the body is so good, so smart, it'll say, Okay, I'll play along with you. And I will go out of balance, because I love you, and this appears to be what you want. So it's always going to be then uh, having quirks and, and weird things happening. You go to the doctor and they say, There's nothing wrong with you. So you go to another doctor until you find one. Who's willing to say there's something wrong with you, but there's really not. So it's a weird thing. Uh, Could I ask you, dear Jane? Yes. When uh, are you ready, I mean, really ready, like crazy ready, like angry ready to get out of this? Or is it okay?
3: No, it's not okay.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, and are you ready, kind of like no matter what, Pete's like laughing and looking at you right now, are you ready to to live or leave? (gasps) Live or what? <laughs> live or leave? I mean, just leave the building. Leave Crimson Circle I've got to ask that. Are you ready to live or leave? Are you at that point yet?
3: Yes. I ask myself that all the time. Okay. And I'm ready to live. Yeah. I, I just don't know how to.
1: Okay. We'll go there. We, we will go there. And, and you're going to say, oh, this … no, it's not going to work. And then, then you'll realize it does. Yep. It's going to feel a little odd at first. It's going to make your body feel really weird. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then you laugh at your body. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha! You know, really, that's so important to laugh when you get these uh, physical things going on. When you're at that point, when you can laugh at yourself, even physically, then you're there. You are ready for embodied enlightenment when that body is the, the big, you know, monster, it's uh, always causing you anxiety and distracting you, then you're not ready for embodied life. <laughs> Good. A couple more here. Yes. David? Yes. <clears throat> what, what do you worry about uh, on the human, everyday level?
2: Um, my life force energy.
1: Life force energy. Oh, how is it?
2: Well, it sucks and, and frankly, I haven't been living. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Life force, you mean no energy? Yes. Lounge around all day? Yes. Yeah. Can barely get up the energy to come to a Shoud? No, that's … That's a good one. That's a good (laughs) one. Okay. Good. Uh, Difficulty just going out shopping?
2: Um, actually, I enjoy shopping.
1: Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. Difficulty in going out (laughs) for a good meal at a good restaurant?
2: I enjoy going out. Well,
1: jeez, what's the problem here? Well, I, you know,
2: I, but, no, I, I, I don't do it that often.
1: And, and I don't do it that – why don't you do it that often? Well, a money thing. Okay. This is Which weird. is bullshit, I know. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Uh, you know, actually you could have a good meal at uh, what Calder's telling me, Taco Bell. No! You. no. Any, anywhere other than there. But, okay. What <laughs> I hear David. And this goes for all of you and, and Pete's so much a part of all this. When you're doing something you like doing, the energy happens to be there. But a lot of times you don't like, know what you really like doing. Uh, a lot of times you limit yourself because you say it's about the money, and it's not. Right. It's kind of like Jane's issue, uh, health and money. They go hand in hand. They spend a lot on health so no, there's no money because it's all … and then she's got to work and do all … this is crazy. I mean this is <laughs> this is really crazy <laughs> and but you know what? every day, billions of people, like approximately six billion around the world, get up and do just what we 're talking about, but they can't talk about it because they don 't realize, and they don't laugh about it because they're so caught in it, but we're there where we can talk about it and laugh about it. I've checked you over if you don't mind. I did a little exam while we were talking, thank you yeah and uh The. (laughs)
4: What? (laughs) It was
1: an energy exam, and it was.
4: (laughs) Jeez.
1: (laughs) You didn't mind a little non-intrusive energy exam. The energy level is fine. It it, and it's fine. There's really nothing wrong with it. It's oh, and Linda write notes. It's the passion. It's the passion. And for so many of you, it's like you're caught in that middle zone. You know, living a life that kind of sucks, living an inhumane life, and wondering why your body's hurting, where your energy is, and why you're broke. My friends, this okay. doesn't make sense. Uh, no, no, all. No, no, no. You know it, and I know it. You can laugh about it, and it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> and more. Kind of funny, and and. The pa- I I want to redo, our passion. I I I know uh, passion was a class that was originally done by Tobias. I can do passion in two maybe you three have sessions.
0: To redo everything Tobias.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but there that is one of the issues uh, that right now the passion yes. when you're grueling through a life that you know is psychotic, not yours but the world is psych- it's psychotic mm-hmm. when it's not right. But you don't know how to get out. It will drain your money, your energy, your passion, your joy, and all the rest of that. So let's redo that. Yeah. Okay. Thank For you. shambra Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, now I'm really going to piss somebody off here, uh, Linda.
0: <gasps> Why am I on your radar? Because
1: it's going to be a free class.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> yeah, all
1: right. <laughs> Okay.
0: Oh, we got nothing better to do. Let's do it. We got nothing it. better to do. Let's do it. <laughs> mm.
1: It's such a point. It's such a something that is part of all of you. I'm looking around the room. I'm trying not to point anybody out in particular, but this whole thing of, you know, Jane, you expressed it so well. You know, I worry about my health and I worry about money. And, you know, but then it got to work and it takes the joy and the passion. This is Pete's shout in so many ways. Live well or leave. That's it. That's it. And we're at that point, and this is good for me. <laughs> for you it sucks. It's tough. <laughs> live or leave. Uh, live grand, live large, live well, live in style or leave. It's, it's come down to that, because this other way doesn't work so well. Okay, two more. Quickly, quickly. We have so much to do today. Yes. Ah! Hello. gotcha! didn't we? Yep. You thought you were going to hide back there. <sighs> all right, listen, yeah, let's yeah, see. Yeah, I'm yeah. not
5: allowed to use my macchio, right? Yeah,
1: no, no. Okay. Um, you could do anything you, you know, want, though. You
5: know, it's Shao Day. I get here and I'm like, I don't worry about anything. Yeah. I sit here and all of my um, … everything's working out really well. Sure. I mean, really, really well. Yeah. So,
1: Like, then, Like before you got here or when you got here?
5: No. No, on show day, I, everything, I realize how great everything is. We
1: should do this more often then. Yeah, every day. <laughs> every single
5: day. No, I'm serious cuz I sit here and you ask the question. It's like I'm not worried about a damn thing. Everything's freaking awesome. And yet, yeah. And yet that's yeah. not always true.
1: Okay, tell me the things but then. But it's
5: kind of embarrassing and I don't really well, want yeah, to talk yeah, about it. Oh,
1: how could anybody be embarrassed <laughs> among shambra watching from all over the world.
4: So uh, let me put it another
1: way. When somebody is really open and is truthful, everybody feels it, and it helps true. everyone. So look it's a what true you're doing story. to All save right. the world. Oh, All that right. was <laughs> somebody else's deal, yours.
5: So the truth is, yes. When I get into that really stupid, obsessive worry, yeah, it's about um, aging.
1: What's I, what's wrong with that?
5: I want to be young and beautiful forever.
1: Okay, but that's not. I mean, why why is that? I thought you were I have going to tell no something idea why. Really juicy: I don't know I, I, mean, I, I don't know aging? why it's
5: important, yeah. yeah.
1: So what are you doing about this aging thing?
5: Well, I'm I'm trying to just stay young in every way I can. I, How I do you feel do that? young.
1: How do you do that? Um, I'm young, I'm young, I'm young.
5: <laughs> I take care of my skin and I run around and I do yoga. Okay. And I play. Yeah. So I feel young. So could so I it's be really silly. open with you? Please. It's oh. Not <laughs> yeah. please.
1: But you abuse yourself. Uh-huh. Why? <laughs> I mean For you some mentally. Self mental abuse the biggest yeah. thing, but sometimes then yeah. you do it in other ways. But why? Boom, 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 boom.
5: I think it's just a habit. I agree with you. Okay. It is abusive. But,
1: but uh, I'll, I'll point I'm out I'm finding it
5: more hilarious all the time, good. at least.
1: Good, good. At least laugh at it. Yeah, I do. Before you hit I yourself. Do. <laughs> I do.
5: And like I said, Shao I Day, I come and I'm just... Everything's great. I mean, I look at everything.
4: Yeah, yeah. And
5: I'm making money. I'm having fun. I'm only doing the work I want to do. I have all these beautiful friends. Yeah. I mean, everything's great. And, and
1: uh, but, but what about... Uh, Anxiety, uh, close to depression at times. What, what, where does that come from? Why is that there? Why is the abuse there? I, I,
5: I think it's because I have to deal with other people. <laughs> 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 if it was just me and my friends, then it'd be easy. Yeah. But other people say things and think things and do things, and yeah. And then I, I. I get I, I, a little I, I'm not going to buy a that. An- bite. I'm not going to buy
1: that answer if you don't mind. It's okay. a good uh, excuse, but it's I mean, it's a it's partly true. Other people can really uh take your energy, but mm. I see your darkest times are when you're with yourself. And like uh, Okay, how
5: do I stop that? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Oh, you want me to answer. Yeah.
1: Uh ah, okay. Yeah, I want well, going to get, get into me. that in a, in a little bit, but I want you to realize you, you, like so many, take that one step forward and then you beat yourself up and you feel guilty about taking a step forward. It doesn't make sense. Okay? That's psychotic. Mm-hmm. Good. Thank you. And thank you for your openness. Thanks. One more. And then Pete.
0: One more.
1: Yes. Okay. Are we getting all these good aging? So it's really not about oh. aging. There's, oh. there's a lot of other things. Yes? Yes. What do I worry about? Yes. Uh. How I'm receiving and how I'm being received a lot. Very good. Excellent. And And, go ahead.
2: Well, I relate to uh, how that finished of taking a step forward and finding anxiety with that. Yeah. And then beating myself up a
1: bit about it. Yeah. And ultimately, it's really in a way about how you're receiving yourself. Yeah. As seen through the eyes of others. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And how are you doing on that? Lately, not well. <laughs> Good, Good. Uh, yeah. I mean that. Uh, and wh- why? Why isn't that working out so well? Um, if you had to say how other people would uh, define you, yeah. what words would you use? How other people define me? Yeah, yeah. Um, independent. Yeah, that's a bad one. Bad oh, damn independent guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, what else? Um, intelligent. Ah, the guy thinks he's so smart.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're you're
1: mimicking the process and how that. I use it against myself. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and what else? Um, Funny. Funny. They 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 use that as a negative. No,
2: I'm not saying they're negative things. Okay.
1: Uh, How they perceive you. Okay. Funny. That was the question. Are you funny? I laugh at myself sometimes. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. What else? What? (laughs) There's one other one in here. How how you think people perceive you? A bit ridiculous, maybe? Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, insensitive. Yeah. yeah. Insensitive or maybe unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, unrealistic. And what kind of line of work are you in, my friend?
2: Uh, right now I'm in uh, consulting, sales, dealing with clients
1: about their dreams. There you go. Thank you. You know? So uh, – but this ties in so perfectly – so the way you perceive how they perceive you is uh, intelligent, which uh, they would call arrogant; uh, funny, which they would call um, bad sense, of, warp sense of humor, uh, kind of, um, <laughs> kind of crazy; uh, independent, uh, meaning don't give a shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's all about you and yeah, nothing yeah. else. What's and this guy gonna do for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, um, and here you are doing very creative work, dealing with people's dreams which is really the work you're doing is all about your dreams ultimately, Yeah. but you use that platform of the work you do consulting with their potential patents and copyrights because you, you do use others to perceive yourself Yeah. and you can see your own dreams through their dreams. Yeah. That's a beautiful setup. Uh-huh. uh But what happens if you stop using others to perceive yourself?
2: That's uh that that's the scary thought. I don't get very far into that. Yeah, yeah. You okay. Know?
1: Or I do and it it's it becomes big very quick. It yeah. becomes kind of outside of my reach at the present time. Right. Easier to see yourself through the eyes of others. Yeah. Uh other humans are great mirrors for yourself because you'll see right away are they are they you know like you're some bad odor or Are they laughing at you? Are they drawn to you or away from you? Mm -hmm. And it provides kind of the measurement, should I be drawn to myself or am I offended by myself? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very common. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And Pete, finally, would you uh, hand the microphone to Pete? Pete, your answer for this. What What is the thing that you worried about the most? Okay. Thank you. That was a good answer. And would you put that on the board, please? So. <laughs> oh, Pete's saying you, maybe I should say this out loud. You couldn't hear Pete? A little louder, Pete. Yeah, no, that's not working, Pete. Uh, Pete's answer is that he worried the most about whether he was doing it right. That was his biggest worry. Am I doing it right, in the eyes of other people? Or how you see yourself through other people? Am I doing it right in terms of? Am I controlling myself enough, you know, to keep my health and my finances? Uh, in terms of, am I doing it right? Or, also, what am I doing wrong? My energy level's low. What am I doing wrong? And then you try to think your way into all this, and it doesn't work. It does not work, and that's. What Pete means when he says, live well or leave. That's it. He spent, as many of you spent a tremendous amount of time worrying, am I doing it right? Whether it's spirituality, whether it's your job, whether it's your health, whether it's aging or anything else, am I doing it right? There is no right. There there is not anymore. Not not for you. There's right, maybe right and wrong for people out there but you get to this point and there is there's nothing about right or wrong anymore it's a very difficult thing because your mind will scream out your mind will almost insist cuz it's used to judgment based life right and wrong you get to this point and it's a very frustrating one you want to do it right or you want to uh, you 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 want to do so many things right. You want this thing called enlightenment or embodied realization because you know it's there, but you don't know if you're doing it right or not. And then there's that desperate attempt by the human to try to do it right. It cannot. And I want you to remember that point until it's so realized within you, it cannot. That human cannot at all. The most people spend their whole life trying to make their little human life better. They pray to God to have a little bit easier life. They pray to God to uh, not for enlightenment, not for realization, not for clarity at all. They just pray for a few more dollars to spend. You know, going to a few more physicians. They pray that a few more people will like them a little better. They pray for an easier life. And my dear friends, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I say that with a big smile. Life is life is truly a pain in the ass. <laughs> Human life is truly a pain in in the ass. And this is now when I launch into my I'm going to piss a lot of people off uh, tirade. Human life is inhumane <laughs> uh, it, it is life and humans have gotten to the point of being pathetic I pathetic, uh, really sad and Pete, if anybody is nodding his head and saying yes, because he reali- he's a fresh one. He just crossed over. Uh, and he realizes that there's all this talk, oh, we should love life, we should love other people. Screw that. Uh, I mean, really, screw that, because what I see constantly is people trying harder and harder and more desperately to make the little, selfish human life better. And you know that it doesn't work. You've gone beyond that point, saying, I'm just going to clean up the little box that I live in. I'm going to try to make it tidier. I'm going to try to make myself happier. I'm going to keep taking happy courses and happy pills. It doesn't work. It comes to a point where you realize that life is is, … Really pathetic. Life should be an experience, but that's long gone out of, really, life on this planet for humans. Life can be an amazing, beautiful experience, but it's long gone on this planet. Humans are suffering. Humans are going crazy. And it's going to continue. I mean, in these coming years you're going to see it more and more. They are going to go crazy because life has become inhumane. Life has become – well, imagine us. You go to the zoo for the day when you're thinking, this is going to be a grand experience going to the zoo, and I'm going to see the different animals, I'm going to buy some zoo Stuffed animals to take home, and I'm going to eat zoo food and cotton candy and popcorn and soda and all. It's a fun day. But you go to the zoo, and you start wandering around, you go to the monkey house and you go to the lion cages and you see the elephants. You get so caught in it that you forget that you're in the zoo. You forget that you came there to have an experience to visit. And pretty soon, outside world, the reality, the real reality fades away. You forget. Now you're trapped in a zoo and pretty soon you're in one of those cages. Pretty soon you're stuck, you're trapped. Pretty soon you're sitting in the cage and you're noticing people are coming by taunting you, looking at you, and then pretty soon you're growling at them. You're so trapped in your cage in the zoo and what you do is you try to clean the cage and you pray for a little better food. You pray for a little bit more heat on those cold nights. You pray for a little bit more companionship from the others who are locked in your cage with you, and you forgot that it's not reality. You forgot that this is not real, but you insist on it. You work at it. You try to be a better caged animal in the zoo. You try to be a little smarter than a few of the other animals. You try to keep from aging in the zoo. You try to be a very pretty looking monkey in the zoo, (laughs) and you forgot that you don't belong there. And worse than that, everybody else around you has forgotten also. It's psychotic. I mean, it's really psychotic. The real psychosis is not the people who are trying to be independent, not you, not the ones who are saying this isn't right. The ones who are psychotic are the ones who are trying to make their cage in the zoo a little bit better. That's not you. So you're in this quandary, my friends, and a quandary is stuck kind of in that middle place. Life, life in the old way, which was psychotic, is psychotic, it is an inhumane world right now. Just polishing the edges, pretending that we're all happy, pretending that life is going to be better tomorrow sucks. It doesn't work, and you know that. You're at that point. Well, you're at that point of – it's not a bad point either – at the point of almost a breakdown. What is next? Where do we go from here in this crazy, psychotic, pathetic world? There's going to be those who say, oh, Damas is talking bad about humans. and We love humans. We're going to do a, a, a prayer circle tonight with candles and chanting. You're doing it inside your cage. You're doing it inside the zoo, and it's not real. And, and you can do it. You'll feel better until tomorrow morning or maybe the next day, and you're going to be right back to where you're, you were. They're going to say, Adamus doesn't like humans. Adamus is so arrogant. No. I know I feel your pain. I feel your <sighs> feeling that you're going to explode, feeling that you don't know if you want to stay or you want to leave. That's the worst, as Pete will tell you. Live well or leave. Otherwise, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Not just mentally human crazy; that'll eventually go away, but soul crazy. I mean, deep crazy. You don't want that. Like what I like to refer to as red lion crazy, and there's no need for it at all. This is this is this world is psychotic. Uh, I'm not talking bad about humans, people. Humans are fine, but they. They believe in this stuff. They they believe in love. They talk about love, and what I see from so many is neediness. They talk about charity, and what I see from so many is guilt. They talk about happiness, and all I see is the carrot in front of the horse getting them through another day. They talk about their religions and their gods, but all I see is control. They talk about progress, and all I see is distraction. They talk about doing the right thing for the good of all, and all I see is they're trying to get more for themselves. Am I a bit jaded about humans? No, I love humans. I am. I was one. I say I am. I was because I've been there, and I still am. am. I still relate to it. I still shine my humanness where I go. But I've also gotten out of the zoo. It took a hundred thousand years. Did I ever tell you the story? <laughs> 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 do tell, please. One of these days, the movie, the movie <laughs> that David's always wanted to do, the movie uh, Saint Germain and his 100,000 year crystal. Ah, it'd be a great movie. And who's going to star in it? Uh, somebody at you uh, saying Robert Downey Jr., yes. So 100,000 years just sitting in a crystal. Uh, that's the movie. And then one day, oh, I got myself in here. Uh, I can get myself out, and that's that's a movie. It takes about five minutes to do. You know that's. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I I am a bit uh, jaded right now about humanity because it has gotten so stuck. Uh, and communications has, in one way, kinda helped with people's freedom and independence. But you know what happened with all the great technology communications, global you know, uh, connectivity and all the rest of that, humans enjoyed a brief moment of a little bit more freedom and then took that very technology and those communications and everything else and immersed more deeply into their cage in the zoo. They used that very thing that could have provided liberation uh, and The more freedom for this world, and they have now used it for even more psychosis, getting stuck. You're in a funny place, (laughs) funny that you're right in the midst of it, you've got that gravity pulling at you every day and every moment, and yet you know it's not real. You know there's something more. You're, in, you're interesting because as tough as things have been, you still want more. And you're going to insist on it, which, which is why I love you. You're going to insist on it until you're out of it, until you've walked out of the cage and the zoo and can laugh at it. And then, once that happens, my friends, the things that you worry about here. Uh, Once once you go beyond, you get out of the zoo, you stand outside of the gates and you laugh at it. You realize it was just an experience. You get out then at that point, then you can walk back in any time and you'll never get stuck again. You'll never get drawn into it by the gravity of the zoo and the cage and everything else again. Never. That's when that's when my dear the aging stops uh, in a way because you're timeless at that point but you can't think your way through it from the pathetic sorry pathetic human standpoint the selfish human you can't you can't overcome your health or your financial problems from within them you cannot and that is my point today. I've said it before. If you tuned in, try to get something new. I'm going to keep saying it in different ways until you get that big aha. The, the health problems, the focus on health is psychotic in itself, neurotic at both, uh, and I'm not, there's no blame in it at all whatsoever. And you're not going to fix it. It will get worse. It'll get worse, as with all the other things, because you keep immersing deeper and deeper. The gravity has got you right by the legs and it's dragging you down in. You're not going to get there through your humanness. So once you realize that, once you're ready to let go, once you realize this is one great big crazy world and you're not going to fit in, you're not going to stop your aging or stop your health problems or stop any of those other things from within the cage in the zoo. You're just not. Once you realize that, then all of these things suddenly clear up on their own. Not because you're working on your health or because you're working on your aging or your money or anything else, because you've gone beyond. You've walked beyond all of that. Then they balance. Then you never worry about health again, or if you do, you do it in a fun way. in a way where it's just now a game, but then you get tired of the game and you move on to something else. I'm upset about the world right now because I know what it can be. I know what an experience it can be. I'm upset because I see the gravity. I see the mass consciousness dragging people deeper and deeper and deeper within. And what do they do? They take pills. They, they take all sorts of therapies. They, they kill each other. They, they war. Uh, this is a planet that continues to be at war, continues – they're thieves. They're robbers. They're warriors. And I know some of you are already writing your emails – Adamus is saying all these bad things about humans – am I lying? Am I making it up? I don't think so. I think. It's psychotic to pretend it's not there, and the point is it's getting thicker. But for you, my friends, you're in a funny, odd, unusual, uncomfortable spot. You're in the world and you're not in it. You're trying to make your human life better from within your humanness. I talk about it particularly in Kehawk, the selfish human trying to fix things, trying to make things better. You're just tidying up your cage at the zoo a little bit. That's it. So what to do? What to do? Hmm. It is to understand first, understand the mind and the body, understand the consciousness, which we've talked about so often, and then it's to go crazy. And that's where we're at. Crazy is something that is defined as being outside the norm, so crazy is okay. Uh, Psychotic is defined by by meaning that uh, people, the psychotic person has no orientation or grounding or connection anymore to reality, but when the definition of psychotic is written from within the zoo by (laughs) One of the inmates, (laughs) using the zoo itself as a definition as being grounded, there's something wrong and that's why I say this. Humans are psychotic and they're inhumane, in-humane, unhumane. Humanity, the basic humanity is amazing, but humanity, being inhumanity is meant to be an experience, not a punishment. It's meant to be an experience. It's, that's all. It's not meant to be the final thing. You can never, ever, 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 ever perfect your humanity. Not meant to be. It's only meant to be experienced. And all the inmates at the zoo are trying to perfect it. What do we do? We're going to do something very simple. There's a lot of different ways to define this. I'll keep it as simple as possible. Because ultimately, it's about being able to go beyond the mind. It's called fantasy. Fantasy, it's what I like to call it. Fantasy means not having to think through it, making no logic of it. When you think of fantasy, there's a certain amount of happiness. Oh, fantasy, with well, a fantasy world. And then they tell you, that's all fantasy. Who's the crazy one here? The ones who are buying into the inhumane consciousness of life are the ones who are saying, no more, no more. Fantasy, simple, pure fantasy. You experience a lot of it when you dream. Dreaming is kind of an interesting state of being because dreams are not derived from a place of time and space. Dreams don't have the regular gravity that your human life, the normal pull that your human life does. When you dream, for especially those of you who remember your dreams, you realize, my mind, my human mind could not have made that up. Where is this coming from? Because the mind could not have made it up. You're kind of half fantasy, but the mind is interpreting it on its levels that it can understand, its symbols that it can understand. But when you dream, you kind of let go. Not fully, but kind of. So, in a way, dreaming is like a fantasy, but there's even a grander fantasy, a grander release, and that is what I'd like to do today. We'll get the music ready in just a moment. Fantasies are interesting. Children love them because children are still pretty uh, – oh, it used to be that children would stay open until they're eight, nine years old. Now two or three, they're getting, they're getting uh, turned into the, the zoo. They're getting very mental. They're getting very programmed. Here you are, certainly not young children anymore, and going into fantasy, and the mind is going to say to you, When you allow yourself to do this, oh, I'm making this up, or this is just fantasy, or uh, I don't have any control, or this isn't going to make a difference in my life. Not true at all. Fantasy is going beyond logic, going beyond the conventional controls of the mind. Fantasy is not things that are made up. You cannot make up anything, because anything that you are conscious of is real anything you are conscious of. You can't make something up. You can't. You can mentally guide and direct your thoughts and that, but anything that comes it's not made up. It's very, very real. So it's been a question for so long, how do we go beyond? How do we walk on? We'll start with fantasy. Now, here's going to be the challenge. Play some music in just a moment. Your mind is going to be chattering. And that's okay. Don't try to stop it. You're going to be wondering if you're doing it right. You cannot do it wrong. You could be wondering if you're good at fantasizing. There's no good or bad. You wonder about your own definition of fantasy. There is none. Fantasy means just going beyond. We're not eliminating the mind or regular thoughts. We're just experiencing going beyond. So experiential, I don't want you to try to force anything. Nothing. That's going to feel uncomfortable. We're going to work with fantasy. We're going to work with this openness. And you are going to feel crazy. Just like I said before, sacred and scared are very closely (laughs) related. You're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to feel like, oh, this isn't for me. This is child's play. This is – we're making this up – I want you to take a deep breath. I want you to stop for a moment. What other door do you have? What other door do you have to get beyond a very limited and now turning inhumane world? What other door do you have for going beyond? Fantasy is right here. It's available. And it's that passageway, that passageway out of the zoo, was going to cause you to wonder? What's going to happen? In a way, it was safer in the zoo, because all the animals were caged. (laughs) What happens out here? I'll give you one small clue. You've been there before. It's actually your real home out there. Not in the zoo. It's not really an unknown world. It just hasn't been terribly conscious lately. Lately, meaning like the last five million years. You just haven't <laughs> been real familiar with it. So let's take a good deep breath. Let's have the house lights down. Fantasy. Turn the heat up uh, one one degree. We're freezing out our <laughs> attendees here today. <laughs> We're going to cause them to leave before their good time. <laughs> let's take a good deep breath and relax. Yeah, put your jackets on. Okay, we got the heat up. Joe? Let's, let's just turn the AC off altogether. We don't like the noise. Okay. You've got to be comfortable to be able to be in fantasy. And by the way, a few of you, I didn't say sexual fantasy, I just said fantasies. <laughs> God, there's always a couple. Always a couple. Sorry, Sarge. Sorry. (laughs) Let's take a good deep breath and let's have some music here. And just relax. Relax. You know, there's a world out there, it's always been out there, that's beyond just thought, that's beyond the routines and the worries of life. There's what they call fantasy, but it's actually reality. I like, I like saying fantasy because it gives you permission to get out of your mind. And maybe to you fantasy means unicorns and elves, gnomes. That's part of it. They're real. They actually are very, very real. Fantasy it can be science fantasy, kind of like science fiction. Science fantasy. When we talk about time, space moving through you, most people would say, that's, that's fantasy. That's all just making it up, but it's not. And the thing I love is that you know, intuitively know, that it's real. Fantasy is where you can expand yourself. Not yourself meaning just more human self, but your I Am Self. You realize how hard it's been for the I Am consciousness of you to have been locked in that cage in the zoo for so long? I couldn't tolerate it anymore. I just couldn't. All that gnawing at you, all that irritation, all that impatience and the angst, that was a good thing. That was a good thing, believe it or not. All the health issues and the wealth issues and everything else, because it kept you from immersing deeper into that little smelly cage in the zoo. It was you. It was the I Am saying, this isn't right, this isn't right, there's more, kept you from going into more and more and more lifetimes of limitation, of mass consciousness, of being a caged animal, of being In an inhumane world. In a way, all that was a blessing. There are others who are so asleep, so content with their cage, but not you. Say, there's more. There's got to be more. And there is. You can't get there by thinking your way there. You can't get there from within. So you finally come to the point of just allowing. Come to the point of fantasy. I can already hear the words people outside of Shambro Crimson Circle say saying they saying, oh look at them fantasy, how to make stuff up. No, no. Just coming back to you. Just coming back to you. You see, because in this fantasy we're not pulling in anything else. We're not bringing in outside forces. and sacred crystals and archangels and any of the rest of that. This one's just about you, coming back to you. You've gone out searching, and what you found was yourself. Gone out in a long search, trying to find answers to the meaning of life, answers to creation, answers to the problems. And what you found was yourself, not the selfish human self. A little human self who thinks it should walk through walls? No. A little human self that thinks it's going to t- uh, teleport itself to the other side of the world with its body and mind? No. No. A little human self wants to rub its hands and say some magic words and suddenly gold will appear? No. It's just polishing the bars of the zoo in the cage. No. What's out there, what lies beyond what is in fantasy, which means just more – not more of the same, but more – what lies out there is not just a cleaned up human human that doesn't age, a human that doesn't ever get sick. No. What lies out there is you, beyond humanness. Well, you'll still be human, That's well, the and, but what lies out here is where you don't have to think, where you don't have to think anymore. Now, some people would be very frightened of that. But you get out here in fantasy and realize you don't have to think and plan and work so hard and effort and use power. Out here it just is. There's no battles. There's no fights. There's no puzzles. There's no secrets. There's no complexity of the mind. out beyond in this place of fantasy, you realize that there's no doing things right or wrong. There's experience, of course, but there's no doing it right or wrong. Out here there's no body to worry about, no physical body to worry about. Out here, it is so creative, so brilliantly creative. Whatever comes from your heart, it then comes to be. That's that's creativity. Consciousness shining upon the screen of bond. calling forth all the energies so that you can experience yourself. You're not going to get there by thinking your way, by uh, uncovering any great secrets or mysteries or any of the rest of that. It's just about fantasy. You are going to be challenged with uh, the thoughts, well, am I just making this up? Is this just a diversion or a distraction? Is this really doing anything? Well, it's totally up to you. My job is just to show you that doorway, show you that there is a whole other world, a whole other consciousness, a whole other way of being. And all you have to do is let yourself experience it – fantasy. The human's going to say, well, what does that mean? How do I do it? Shh! Fantasy. I just spend a little time considering what was the best word. What was that doorway? And I felt into all of you and felt into chamber around the world. And was the kind of the one common word? The word that makes you smile. A word that, in a way, brings you back to a lot of childhood memories, some of the great fantasies that you had as a child, and they were real. I guess you could say things are kind of coming full circle, a childhood fantasy, openness. As a child, you didn't think through everything. You didn't angst over everything. You just went out and experienced it and would come kind of back, but in a different way. So we come to a point here saying, are you going to be willing to give yourself permission to be in a world of fantasy? doesn't mean getting rid of the old world. You're still going to have your human stuff. You give yourself permission. Oh, some of you are thinking so hard right now. Are you going to give yourself permission to also be outside the zoo? Also be in fantasy. Say, well, what's that going to do? What's that going to do to my thoughts? And what are others going to think of me? Will it affect my health? Will I get stuck out there? Will will I love that fantasy world so much that I don't come back? Will I be delusional? Will I go off the cliff in my little fantasies? My friends, the alternative is just going back to the zoo, having them close the gate behind you, going to your little cage, putrid little cage, having them throw some scraps of food at you every day, locking the door. That's the alternative. I don't think any of you are ready for that, otherwise you wouldn't be here. Fantasy is allowing, but allowing outside the limits of that limited human. You got so good at this game of living in the zoo, so very good at it. So you're going to be challenged now with going into this fantasy. A little bit uh, challenged what to do. You're going to try to do both, Uh, not in an and way, but you're going to, like, fantasize once in a while and then get pulled right back into it. The beautiful thing about Chambra fantasy, about this doorway, is once you really let yourself experience it, you'll realize how freeing and liberating it is. You realize how the real psychotic, real psychotics are the ones who live in the zoo and never try to escape. That's psychotic. So this would be a great time and place, if you so choose, to give yourself permission to be in fantasy as as well as the regular world. But to also have fantasy beyond. And the beautiful thing about it is you don't have to do anything. It comes to you. Remember? What we talked about last month, it comes to you. You don't have to sit there and work at it. It comes to you. So. Are you ready? Let's take a good deep breath. Good deep breath. Good deep breath. Oh! I want to give a special thanks to uh, Pete for being here. He says he will be coming back uh, to the show. You don't need to save a seat for him. He'll hover, uh, and. Uh, very special thanks to him and for the work that he's uh, going to be doing to helping, assisting kind of being there. Uh, one of the greatest challenges is uh, in this whole thing is that, <coughs> that gravity, that suction that's created that keeps you in, but yet the desire to get out and, and then caught in the middle feeling like, like you're going crazy. You're not. You're not at all. Absolutely not. So let's take a good deep breath, Shambra. Feel the energies of the day. Oof. And with that, let's say those last words together. As always, all is well in all of creation. Thank you. Thank you.
0: So with that. I'd like to thank you all for being here, and we have a little music to celebrate our way out. Thank you once again to Jeff, channeling Adamus Saint-Germain. And again, thank you to all of you listening on the Crimson Circle, watching on the Crimson Circle or Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for being here, and let's celebrate this experience with a little music out by none other than Marty Sawinski, MoFo. Here we go. Thank mm. you. you very much. We love you. Thank you everyone. Take a good deep breath and live life. Yeah. Woo! Woo.